everybody. Welcome to Tadaima Terrace House Podcast, your weekly companion to your favorite show on Netflix. I'm Robert Scarpinito, and I'm joined here by Daily Wilhelm. Konbanwa. Jack Zapeda. Irushaimase, and this is the cussiest Terrace House Podcast on the internet. I'm self-proclaiming. Yep. We can prove it with data and science and facts. Cussiest. And Colin Sparling. I'm going to go out on a limb and, I'm pro- and say I'm probably responsible for 60% of that. <laughs> it's okay. God you know, maybe 70. Damn it, Colin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, make a, let's make ears. it a contest. Let's make it a contest. If you're listening, keep a tally on every time some of, one of us curses. And uh, we'll see who's the grand winner by the end of this. I would, so no, I would at least go as far as to say is I, dro- I dropped the fuck bomb the most. There it um, is. That's one. I'm so sorry, Internet. I didn't know I was going to open the floodgates. I should have known better. Shit. Jack. Dang it, Dale. Look what the fuck you did. My mom listens to the show. No, I'm just kidding. She doesn't. I feel bad. You know, you know would, it, would it be one of those things where, like, if, if someone did a TV, quote-unquote TV edit of our podcast, would it, like, be enhanced or, like, funnier because our curse words are replaced by nonsense words or beeps? <laughs> I'm tired of these monkey fighting plates on this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> uh, that's one of my one of the best. That's a, that's one of the best. My my other favorite is uh, Pineapple Express. They replace every time they say asshole, they say casserole. Casserole. <laughs> you stupid casserole. <laughs> my favorite one is in Die Hard, where instead of saying "Yippee ki yay, motherfucker," he says "Yippee ki yay, Mister Falcon." <laughs> Mother trucker, dude. That hurt like a butt cheek on the on stick. stick. <laughs> and I, I, I like the way Watch the good language. place does it. The good place does it with like fork and shirt, but the way they deliver it is so. Holy forking shirt, shirt balls. Holy mother forking shirt yeah, balls. The reason we cuss so much is just in case anyone ever wanted to throw us a nickel in terms of advertising money, we just. Make it easy to to say no. No. Well, listen. Here. Every everyone <laughs> on YouTube, even the high the the higher subscriber like big players on YouTube, are losing their verification right now and being demonetized before they're even posting. So honestly, I think we were a lost cause before we even started. We guys. were ahead of the curve. We just started cussing episode one. <laughs> I honestly, honestly, guys, I don't think we're missing much by we're, being no advertiser friendly because there's no advertisements to have. No fucking compromises, guys. We curse because we want to curse. It's who we are as people. We really we curse, curse in real life. Because we care. And we curse because... We, I feel like... We're the care cussers. There was like an SNL skit, but it was like making fun of Monsters, Inc. would say, we curse because we care. Like, we scare because we care. Yes. It's, it's we the, care about Terrace House. It's the third Monsters, Inc. movie where they've gone beyond laughter, where now monsters just walk into children's rooms and just say curse words. <laughs> Just walking around like fuck ass. I see it. Guys, what if what if what if it's like a home with a kid that has abusive parents and then these monsters are walking in like, you motherfucker! <laughs> Dude, you're gonna fuck these kids up. They're already anyway. fucked up. Colin. Pixar, I know you're listening. I expect royalty checks. Thanks. <laughs> they they're gonna pay us. They're gonna pay us, <laughs> yeah, because it's our idea for for uh, for, uh, for 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 us using their IP. Got it. Yeah, but it's our idea for their IP. That's where they sure. get there. We get that. Guys, that's how that. But, sure, we we all love Terrace House. That's why we're here. That's yeah, true. There we go. Yeah. So taking this back to Terrace House. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Monsters Inc. Terrace House crossover that I've always wanted. Uh, no, no fuck with me right now. <laughs> this week, <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about uh, Tokyo 2019-2020 episode three, "Dreaming of Her." A very mm. luscious title that says a lot more than you expect by the end of it. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's it's really weird because they decided to take something that's just one of those really minute things that's kind of like throw into the episode, and then just really focus on it to make it sound bigger than it is. Yes, but I mean it is kind of a big deal, and we'll get to that toward the end of this episode for sure. But before we dive into the episode, I just want to uh, let you all know if you enjoy what we do every week here, please. Leave us an iTunes review. It'd help out a lot. Um, you know, by telling a stranger on the internet, you can help us grow because we're pretty independent and we, we've been doing a lot of organic growth here. So every little bit helps us uh, and it helps us kind of reach new opportunities and make better content for you. You know, uh, for every uh, written iTunes review that's left, an angel gets their wings. Remember that? Mm hmm. 
Thank you. Wait, is we, we keep forgetting. What are we going to do, though? Because iTunes is dying. Hello? What? <laughs> like, you well, know, yeah. iTunes isn't going to be a thing anymore, right? Oh, well, yeah, 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 that's true. I wonder where podcasts will go after that. I mean, like, look, podcasts I mean, are still going to be sold through iTunes. Well, not sold. We don't sell. It's going to be like through Apple Music or some bullshit. Yeah, either way. We'll, we'll still be here, guys. We'll, we're, still, we'll, be still, here. we'll still be here. Actually, we're, if iTunes dies, we just cease to exist. Where are we going to live, like, guys? We're just scaring gonna, me. Float, we're just going to fly away like Thanos snap, like... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not like it's not like they're gonna just kill Apple Music or uh, iTunes. They're gonna Thanos snap it away, and then everyone's suddenly like, "The fuck's a podcast?" I am Terrace House. Snap. Good. That's okay. a spoiler. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but, there were pancakes. I need to talk about these pancakes, guys. Oh, fucking! Yeah. Need to get into this. Pancakes, plain as a flavor. Plain is a flavor. Let's dive in. So <laughs> this episode, this episode kicks off with I just I want to swing by the panel real quick first because I totally agree with Tokui here, and it's especially salient at the end of the episode. Tokui points out that Ruka's face gets red probably because he's a horny boy. <laughs> he gets he's a horny. So he yeah, gets, that's a statement. That so sure gets, is a statement. No, that's out there now. I mm. uh, I mean I don't know, man. <laughs> Where the where is all that blood going to his face? I mean, all that blood's going to his face. So like, I don't know. It's going to well, one. That's head. all I'm gonna say about it. It's going to one head. <laughs> Jack is reeling back and laughing. Oh my god, I'm, I'm, I'm really holding back this episode, guys. I can't do this. Please go on. <laughs> By the end of the game, Jack's just gonna like explode in his chair. No, really drag. I, I just think that's that's just a good way to set up a good bookend for this episode. But we open up with the date between Ruka and Risako. They meet up in the kitchen. Ruka still got his hair all wet and soppy, and they decide, let's go get pancakes. You just pancakes. had to use that adjective, didn't you? I did, because so Ruka is craving, craving pancakes. Did anyone else think, and th- it comes up again later in the episode, but like he has a problem with eye contact, it seems like, or at least like facing the camera. Like it seems like a couple times he was talking They're, to someone, and he's like, like facing completely away from them. It's so weird. I was um, actively taking screenshots with the intention of like finding some some good screenshots for use of the thumbnail. If you hate the thumbnails, blame me. But mm-hmm. um, yikes! Uh, and there are very few shots where he's actually like facing the camera for the most part. Like he very much hides behind his bangs. Like he right. dips his head quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the opposite of Kaito from O and D, because Kaito he will look dead ass into the camera. Right. Yes. He's <laughs> he like, would Are find you get- the camera and look into it. Kaito's like, you get my good side, right? Whereas yeah. you go like- up to it and like sniff the lens. <laughs> my good side's my eyes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they go to Futako Shinchin Kanagawa. Um, they go to a cafe called Idobata, where they get Idobata. a ton of food. They had like frittata. They had pancakes, and and Ruka complained that the pancakes weren't sweet because he got. Plain pancakes. They were and, yummy. They were tasty. They were but, delicious. But not but are sweet. They sweet? <laughs> I loved the exchange that they had there because it was so like, oh, but like, what is it? Is it? Is it good? Is it? Is it sweet? Is it? Is it? And he's like, there's just where's the flavor? And it's like, for how somehow it got to the point where Risa goes like, do you think that plain isn't an ingredient? Because it's yeah. not. <laughs> And I love, like, Ruka <sighs> is an idiot here, right? Because he yeah. goes on, like, to, to confirm his new uh, newfound understanding of plane. He's like, so that means there's no additional ingredients? <laughs> like, dude. Like, it's just, it's he, just like, pan- opens dude. the menu to look. He's like, get, wait, let me I, look. <laughs> I get the feeling here he doesn't look at many menus. Maybe when him and his family go out to eat, they order for him. Mm-hmm. I'm getting this vibe. And can we just talk about his style for a second? Because his style is on display this whole episode. And he went to this restaurant, kind of dressed like the lead singer of Coal Chamber. I don't know. It was very emo <laughs> what he was wearing. He had like all these buckles He's got, and like, a zippers. Very long huff shirt. Yeah. He felt very like like streetwear. Like yeah. from what little I know about streetwear, he felt very streetwear. Very yeah, it's very very much so. And I just yeah, it doesn't fit what we know about him. He's not very street. Yeah, did Tetsuya Nomura design his fashion or what? It's, it was getting there for me. <laughs> all the zippers. All uh, the zippers and all the wallet chains. But nonetheless, R- Risa goes into this. She's laughing, I mean, at him, 
yes. he's not laughing with her, but she's enjoying herself at the very least. Yeah, but and, he never stops being nice. He's always nice, even though she's mm, making fun of him. Right. And uh, Risiko also asks, hey, so normally your face goes red because that's pretty much the only personality trait we know about you. Uh, why isn't your face red now? And she kind of she goes on to say, well, because Ruka says he's comfortable. And she asks, is it because I'm the least feminine? Awkward. Where did she get that idea, though? I don't know. Out of everyone in the house, I would I would say that uh, I guess Haruka is the least feminine because right. she's she wears pretty minimal makeup and you know she she has that old man soul so yeah i mean is i mean is this just a jab i feel like this is just a jab at him maybe you know what well, I'm saying? like she's doing it in jest they're fact finding she's fact finding too she's like no seriously like why why are you not red because yeah. it's the maybe, first time <laughs> maybe she's kind of like fishing for it's like no no like i see you as a woman Oh, she's fishing for compliments, you mean? Mm-hmm. Fishing for information. Yeah, I think information yeah. is the right word here. Because, I mean, fishing think of, for feelings. Yeah, 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 yeah. If his whole thing is, I get red around women, and he doesn't get red around this specific woman, why? You know? Yeah, we got, I got the sense, too, that she was, she's definitely attracted to him, I feel like. You know, mm-hmm. this, but, you know, but I mean, we know that now that we saw the whole episode. But I mean, even at this phase, I was like, she's attracted to him, at least on a physical level. To right. agree she, to go to a movie she doesn't want to go to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she even opens the door here for a next date because she just says out of the blue that she really wants to skateboard. And, you know, Ruka does skate. We haven't seen it yet on the show, but he mentions he's a snowboarder. He's a skateboarder. So that's just the, another like foot in the door for date two. You know? Yeah, I, I believe that we kind of like wrote off, you know, like going to go see the movie as kind of like she just really doesn't want to be like the last person to interact with anyone. But I think she's genuinely in, at this point like, yeah, I want to hang out with Ruka more. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't actually see them go to the movie. It, that just happens off camera, which I mean makes sense. The most boring thing I think we could do is watch someone watching a movie, right? But you know what though, uh, I was hoping I love for that. no. <laughs> I was hoping for um, her to become because she's never. It didn't seem like she was a fan of Detective Conan, and I was hoping for that scene where they just smash cut to them walking down the street together, like maybe eating some of their leftover popcorn, and she's just like now this huge crazy Detective Conan fanboy, and she's just talking about all her favorite parts of the movie, like and then they did this, and then they did that, and now we got to go watch the other twenty five movies that are out and like just becoming this you know this big thing where now she's turned on Detective Conan and she wants more it didn't happen but she still had a positive like disposition to the movie she had a good time it seems like yeah, yeah I feel I feel like that's kind of the equivalent of like hey we should go see the new uh, I don't know Pixar movie right someone's like yeah I don't know if I want to go see that and then it's like well hey that was better than I thought it was going to be yeah because it's, it's Pixar I feel right. like this is kind of like the same thing where she's like oh yeah it was like better than I thought it was going to be I'm like yeah I couldn't imagine it being too bad right but yeah. let's not get too far ahead of ourselves right because while they're at the movie we cut to that scene in the playroom right with uh, Kenny and Cody they're sitting mm. there they're chilling together it's a really nice vibe low lighting mm. very mood mm. lighting yeah. you stole uh, my yeah. word what Tokui said he was like mood moody yeah. lighting and we we get to see a close-up of this show really likes that under boob shot because we get to see a pretty good um, close-up oh of, of kenny's drawing of that under that girl with the under boob and the hamburger in front of her right um but basically it's them kind of talking shop it's very nerdy speak you know like they're just talking about oh like how do you do this drawing thing oh it's really cool like oh i actually like it without outlines instead of with outlines man and it's it's such a nice moment and I want them to be together. They make each yeah. other better, and they weren't waste their time like bonding over their artistic uh, endeavors. And I thought, I agree. I thought the picture looked a lot better without the outline. Yeah. And Cowrie was like, "I'm actually jealous of this now when it doesn't have the outline." So it was an awesome moment. I mean, how could you not wonder what if in this case? Yeah, I 100% agree. I'm I've saw when I was scrolling through my my Reddit feed that uh somebody posted on our terrace house that they're shipping Shohei and Cowdy already. And I'm like, "Really?" Based on what we've seen so far, but I don't know. Well, I mean, I can see that. So that's that's my thing. I was going to bring it up later, but I feel like with Cowdy, she's the kind of person who gets along with everyone. You know? Right. Yeah. Cuz like in I this scene, so. you know, she gets along super well with Kenny. She can relate to him on a lot of levels because 
their profession well her profession and one of his hobbies are pretty in line with each other but later on in that date i feel like she gets along with shohei very well too you know it's just kind of who she is she's just easy to get along with she knows herself i feel like she she's mature and so she just can get along with most people in most cases but we come to find out i don't want to skip too far ahead but you know she's got a lot of internal anxiety that she isn't really letting out yet yes that's true um but yeah this this whole scene with kenny and cowdy that kind of cemented to me that like of the of everyone in the house this is the one ship that i want to happen right now Mm, shoulders touching their shoulders Mm. touched yeah this is is like that's that's pretty close to like an indirect kiss what yeah shoulders touching i mean that's basically sex (laughs) yeah i mean that's like fifth base i need to ask your dad for permission i want to touch that shoulder you know what i'm saying it's like seventh base no but it's like that is something though like you don't just unintentionally touch someone like that Mm -hmm. they were looking at the ipad i'm trying to be pure here (laughs) it's a small screen they were both very well aware that they were touching there was contact was yeah, contact. there was there was I a like, bond forming. There was a bond forming. Yeah, I, agree. I liked the advice that she gave too because watching, like, I like the art that he produces, but Kenny's process—he's just using the touchpad on his MacBook to mm-hmm. do like this very intricate, like, right. line art, like coloring in, and it's like, and she's like, "No, get a tablet. Everything will be so much better. Just get a drawing tablet." Yeah, yeah. You fucking He probably doesn't have any money. Well, that's what he <laughs> that's said. He what... said he, the money isn't there, and I'm like, "Bitch, you're on Terrace House now. You can get whatever you want." Terrace House yeah. money. That, that's pretty <laughs> impressive, though, to just use a touchpad. I mean, touchpads are not that's known true. for their precision. Art. No. It's like the people that are like, I play League of Legends and I'm and I'm like level thirty and I have this record. It's like, yeah, so what? I play on a touchpad. <gasps> I know a yeah. guy who did that. He was a frightening person. Wow. <laughs> it's like we, we right, should not. Are you right in the head? I'm scared. <laughs> we should not yeah. underestimate Kenny's power and yes. patience here. Yeah. Uh, so after that scene, we cut to a scene in the kitchen where Shohei, Cody, and Kenny are working together to kind of prep some food uh shohei wants to prep his ludo fan while he's while they're also making the jido fan he's mm. there are lots of rofans going on here mm. all i know is it looked good as fuck it did mm. um and here we get a little bit of interaction between kenny and shohei shohei uh kenny asked shohei how the audition went and shohei seemed a little bit like iffy about it i don't know it was he was kind of like oh yeah. it was you know it was fun yeah he was very passive he was like eh, i mean uh, uh, yeah i mean i went there and i did i did the thingy I, I detected and uh, the, the detecting whatever they do and uh yeah now i'm here maybe he should yeah. have watched the detective conan movie to kind of get some pointers uh, yeah, I mean, uh, isn't yeah, this research isn't this also the episode where shohei talks to his old employer and is looking to take mm-hmm. on demolition work again as well too yeah that I, is that a red flag painting yeah, it, it was like indoor painting, not mm-hmm. demolition. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. but to yourself, is but is, so, should that be a red flag that he's doing that? I don't he, know. Overall, and like even his former employer, who had a boss ass scarf on, I loved his style. <laughs> he um, was bougie. He, he had some fashion going on. Looks like Masao picked out it. and gifted him that scarf. <laughs> yes, <laughs> on on a very romantic date. Um, yeah. but he he was kind of like you seem pretty wishy-washy about acting you should you should be throwing yourself more in there and i wonder if in that Mm. moment he was getting um flashbacks back to the conversation with haruka right but but that's getting ahead of ourselves here we're we're still at dinner time i'm gonna speculate Mm. i'm gonna speculate since we're on the subject okay i think that because shohei so Shohei's like throwing out the I think he's just insecure. I think he's insecure is what I'm getting at. So he the temper in, incident happens and he's talking about like, you know, throwing yourself at one thing and then, you know, he's really wishy-washy about the audition. Goes to his previous employers like, "Hey, I need a job, I need to start working." And he's like, "Yeah, but should you be throwing yourself at acting?" He's like, eh, "I mean, I I can do this too. I like this too." <laughs> so I'm starting to think he's just something's going on that we don't know about. Maybe, I don't know if it's him being insecure or when if like what? When you bring Things it up this way, the way he wants. When you bring it up this way, it kind of makes me think he's scared to fail. So if yeah. he never really throws yeah. himself at one thing whole hog, then he doesn't have to worry about failing because he's got in his head ten mm. other things that he's good at. Maybe. Well, I mean, yeah, and also consider right that 
everyone's heard that story of the actor who's also a waiter or waitress at night or, you know, mm-hmm. they work at a coffee shop by day, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, sure. It, it's very common that actors also hold down another side job, at least until they become like, I don't know, Brad Pitt, right? Yeah. And every server uh, in Los Angeles is working on a screenplay, too. You'll get yes. that. Too. Oh, yeah, exactly. So I, I don't think this is necessarily a red flag. I just think this is just the nature of the this is a reality of being an actor, especially an up and coming one. Because before, like, as an actor, you don't have a nine to five. You have a, I'm working on this movie right now, and we film nine to five during these months. But then when those months are over, I I don't know. Eh, Mm. Right? For me, for me, the line, though, in that conversation that kind of resonated for me was that he was like, well, I can't really, like, you can't really do anything as an actor until you're invited to do a role. Right. Yeah, that that is that is the nature of the business. But for me, it just kind of seemed like he was taking off responsibility of that yeah. part of like what what is his role to work toward versus like just waiting around. Yeah, waiting for yeah. things to happen to him rather than taking the initiative and forming those relationships and creating mm-hmm. those opportunities mm-hmm. to meet those decision makers. Right. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he's going out of his way to do much like networking or meeting with people too much. I mean, granted, he just got back to Japan from being in Taiwan for or for or Thailand for how Taiwan. long? Taiwan. Taiwan for a while. Or is it Taiwan? <laughs> yeah, he's been Pick there for another years. one. Pick um, another country. He's yeah. been in Bangkok Antarctica. for a while. Go yeah, fish. Yeah, Antarctica. That's it. No, but I in this just this little you know conversation, I think I immediately like uh, Shuhei, the boss, and I'm 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 kind of rooting for him to be our best non-member so far because in that conversation you could tell he cares about Shohei almost maybe like in a fatherly like paternal way yeah but not enough to actually meddle with his life because when Shohei says oh you know I kind of do like working with furniture though his boss is just like fuck off like be serious about (laughs) acting don't say that yeah right like actually care about your main job talk some sense into this man yeah. yeah, there was concern written over his boss's faces. For sure. His face, like just... His many there. faces. His, his many faces. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's... I, I'm not necessarily worried for Shohei yet, because going back to Hajikami Interiors, like, that's fine. It's his old stomping ground, and every actor, before they become big, it needs a boring, normal job, right? But if he gets too comfy, and he starts to quote-unquote like working with furniture... That's the red flag. That right. Was, Harrison Ford was a carpenter. Oh. Just like Jesus. Before he made it big. Just like Jesus. Yes, he was. Before he made it big. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like before Jesus made it big. Mm-hmm. He uh, was a carpenter too. Um, so but, so what's but, what's the through line here, kids? Take up a trade yes. while you're trying to act. Right now no. though, Shohei is the premier cook of the house. Yes. And that dish looked awesome. The and props for the uh, boiled egg too, the hard boiled egg. Right. So yeah, let's let's bring it back a bit. Let's go back to while Shohei Kaori and Kenny are prepping the meal, Ruka and Risako come back home from the date, and there's there's just so much energy just gets sh- just injected into this scene. You know, like Risako is just this ball of energy. Like, oh, it was really fun. I brought gifts for everyone. Here's a takoyaki maker. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm going to be honest. This scene was kind of a mess because there were like three conversations happening at once mm-hmm. across many people. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. I felt, yeah, I felt so bad for Risiko. Like she was so cute. <laughs> she wanted to like, talk about the like, movie. Oh, we had, yeah, she was like crawling around on her knees, so it just looked kind of funny too. Like she was suddenly very short, and she's already pretty short to begin with. Right. And she was like, and it went like this, and oh, no one's listening. Okay, yeah, and, but she even fell asleep for twenty minutes, and that was fine. Like in the movie, you know, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And then Ruka could have been salty and shady about it, but he actually had a really good response to it. He asked her if she's cold and offered her jacket. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. And, like, so Risiko, she tells this to Kaori in, uh, in confidence later, but she's basically saying, hey, I think Ruka's kind of nice. I think I might like him. I find myself laughing a lot around him, even when he isn't joking. And Making he actually, <laughs> yeah, she actually cares about me and, like, whether I'm cold or not. Mm. And she had, quote, simply a great time. Yeah, I mean, we can't say the same about Ruka, though, in this situation. Man, 
the the juxtaposition of these two conversations that are happening because because mm. it's Ruka and Shohei up on the roof mm. in yeah. that very interesting roof area that we have that still looks like a sauna to me mm-hmm. and they're smoking and I just yeah. felt like I needed to tell Ruka like no don't <laughs> smoke not allowed no, you're too young listen yeah. so Shohei is a heavy smoker he's a heavy smoker mm. he smokes a lot. So what I find funny is, you know, I grew up with a father who's a smoker. I know a thing or two about smoking, even though I've never smoked myself. The You look at Shohei and the way he holds a cigarette, you're like, yeah, that's like his millionth cigarette. Like, he mm. fucking knows how to hold a cigarette. And Ruka is just kind of like, is this how you hold? I don't. Is this right? Do I need to keep? Is it going to fall? Is the tobacco like, going to fall I, out if I, I hold it I wrong? just want to look cool in front of Shohei. <laughs> guys, guys, help. Yeah. And, and who would have guessed that Shohei is kind of taking on a bit of a. Uh, wingman role here for Ruka to get with Haruka like wow yeah and so in this conversation they smoking I wrote in my notes that's bad um but (laughs) Ruka's bad okay Ruka says that with that date he felt like it was more like hanging out rather than a proper date um Mm -hmm. but Ruka also admits that he's the kind of guy where his feelings for a person can change he's not the kind of person who works on impulse and knows immediately like she's the one i must Mm. i must be with her right that's fair yeah and shohei kind of points out at this point hey risiko looked pretty happy though Mm. right Uh, mm yeah Mm -hmm. and this conversation Mm -hmm. continues where ruka says yeah but i'm still kind of interested in haruka uh he's not necessarily jealous that haruka and kenny are going on that music date uh later on that we don't see in this episode but he does admit that if he talked to haruka more maybe he could develop feelings that would lead him to be jealous of said date so i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know uh i feel like ruka is in a good spot though with Risiko and shouldn't mess it up. <laughs> yes, yes, same. I mean, but he doesn't feel that way. Right? I mean, yeah. he doesn't feel that way. He doesn't he's feel he's that definitely way. feel. I definitely feel like he feels like he's in the friend zone. I mean, the clues are all there. He wasn't turning red. He was, you know, he he didn't care if she wanted if she liked the movie or not. It just seemed like it was destined for friendship, kind of from the beginning. When you look at it, mm. in retrospect. Yeah, I just I don't think that Ruka Risiko are going to work out, but I think Risiko wants it to. Definitely. And we'll get to the why here in just a little bit, too. Yeah. But no, with Ruka, he's, I think he's a little just kind of wishy washy about it all, right? And my worry here is at this point, I think it's fair to say Ruka knows that Risiko maybe might think of this as more than just friendship, right? I don't know if he's that aware. Yeah. But if he is fully 100% committed to only friendship, he needs to let her off the hook ASAP. Yep. The longer he's yeah, got he's gotta say something red faced or not. Yes. And I'm gonna go out on a limb though and assume that he's not emotionally mature enough to do that. Exactly. Agree but, with that. But let me tell you something yeah. not to do if you don't like a girl. Don't tell her they had a dream with her in it. There needs to be a word for this, okay? Because I know I'm not the only person out there. Please let us know. But have you guys ever had a dream about someone and you didn't expect to have it? You don't know why you had it. But then when you wake up, you like like that person? Has that ever happened to anyone? It happens to me definitely it's, like it's a handful times in my life. And I'm it's like, happened to me. Yeah, and I wake up and I'm like, oh, I like you now? What the hell? I went to sleep. I didn't like you. I woke up now. You're in my dream. I like you Sounds now. like the plot in a young adult novel. It really Not does. Y'all in has, teen novels right now? Has that happened to you, Daly or Robert? No, that's no, it's totally not to happening in the teen novel that I'm writing right now. <laughs> oh, right? not at all. Just, oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> really, it's totally right, not called Twilight too. <laughs> no, 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 Jack, it's happened. It's okay. happened to me. There needs it's to be never a word like for it's this. never been to a point where like I ended up trying to date this person or whatever. But it's definitely been one of those things where it's a random person and I like them a little bit better because of it. There needs to be a word for this. I don't know what it is, but I want to know if there's other people out there that this has happened to. I'm, this happened I'm to sure me there's some times. kind of like maybe study out there it's like when your subconscious reminds you of that person you're like you you take more notice for sure because like we assign so much meaning to dreams whether or not they really have deep meaning or not and it's like oh i've been thinking about this person like maybe i need to re-examine our relationship or so think about why was i thinking about that person yeah so i have a theory as to why 
Ruka had that dream about Risiko. You can consider me a, a dream walker here for a minute. Yeah, I, hey. I fully believe. I think Dang this is what happens. Thank you. So, is it fair to say Ruka is maybe a bit of a naive boy? Probably. I yes. would say so. Okay. Uh, do you think he would know much about how women's hair generally works? What kind of maintenance <laughs> it would take to keep it up? No. Weird question. You know? Where is this going? <laughs> okay. So, in the dream that he told Risiko about, he she said, to the yeah, salon. you were in my dream and you were in a salon. And I feel like for Ruka, that was like a fever dream, if you will. One of grand epiphany where he worked out in his head how she went from wavy hair to straight hair. <gasps> Maybe. But I did. I did make the observation on this episode that Risiko has extensions. So oh, maybe he was does? like, wait a minute. Oh. Yeah, because like the way she was wearing her hair, you could see where they're like, I don't want to say like snapped in, but like where you attach your extensions close to the scalp. I must really? like you could see them. So maybe he noticed that on mm -hmm. during the movie and he wanted to ask her about that. I must but be a sucker because don't ask about that. Because weaves and all that stuff, snapping extensions, all it fools me every time. I can never tell. I just always assume everyone's hair is always their own real hair at all times. I've never looked at someone and said that's a weave or that's a wig or anything. So sometimes you can tell by like some some people that I've seen with the extensions, the texture of the extensions themselves doesn't are just match. Different. Yeah. Huh. I, I've never noticed, but but maybe Risako has that same feeling that I have about it. Like, oh, well, if you have a dream about someone, you must have woken up and suddenly liked me. Or maybe that was just wishful thinking. But she made the mention, right, to the table, basically. Like, you should be careful about saying that to girls. Because if she had already started liking him, that she would have taken that as a clue, like he likes her back. And that's not necessarily the case. He might be a play. Right, yeah. the, play the, a play. Yeah. The new theory is now that Ruka is secretly a player. Either that or does it unintentionally. He's a dog. As uh, as you threw out on the panel, <laughs> right? She's wanted. like he throws out uh he throws out uh flirtatious vibes just and doesn't really know. Mm. Right, willy nilly. See not really thinking much about it. I I think he's doing it maliciously. I think he knows. I don't Maybe. think Whoa. he's a naive, unaware boy. Because why would you say I had a dream about you? Like, why? Okay, okay. When, I'll tell you why. When I was single, okay, and when I had a dream about someone, I would wake up and almost every time I would like this person now. But I didn't want them to know. But it was, like, on my mind all day. And so I'd be like, hey, I had a dream about you. Yeah, we were, I don't know, um, shopping at the grocery store or something like that. Stupid. But I would just, like, get it off my mind. But I wouldn't want them to know that I like them now. It was a weird thing. <laughs> Huh. I'm not I'm not like assigning that to like what is happening here on the show. I can only speak from my own personal experience. I've never I've never told anybody this stuff either, so now you're telling everyone. I guess I, now it's yes, there. I know, no, it's now there. everyone knows. This is I guess so I want to give ago. um Ruka the benefit of the doubt because like maybe he's like me and has like just really strange off the wall dreams where it's like I had a dream that we were all at boarding school for podcasting and we became the breakfast club but then one of us was a werewolf so we had to <laughs> recruit the ghoul school next door and like it just doesn't make any sense <laughs> like <laughs> do we all do we all go into a, a monster race after that and, and that's why I daily wish. loves ghouls Right. Did we have she is literally reciting. This I woke is basically. Up and I was like, "Oh, this is Scooby Doo in the Ghoul School. This is the plot to the <laughs> Scooby Doo in the Ghoul School, but wait, with podcasting." Wait a second, That's is this exactly a, is this a revelation, explained. or are you just like making this up as you go? I thought I'm making it up as oh, I go, okay, okay, but like okay. my dreams are usually just like when I try to explain them, it's just so mm -hmm. weird and cyclical. Like I never wake up from a dream and I'm like, "Oh man, that felt so realistic." I'm always mm. like, "What the fuck." So you've never seen Scooby-Doo in the Ghoul School? I have seen Scooby-Doo in the Ghoul School, and it is it is a choice film. Yes. <laughs> okay. Is that the so, one okay. with the hex I would decide, I was like, I don't want to, like, am I crazy? <laughs> to wrestle us back on the rails here, though, I will say that I don't think Ruka is malicious yet, but I am willing to consider that possibility. It's just I, I don't feel like so far through ep three episodes we've seen any malicious, a malicious bone in his body yet. 
If anything, yeah, I mean, he's he's more focused on Haruka, and he's just trying to figure out how to get his foot in the door there. And this, and mm-hmm. maybe sadly, because I think Risako is a super nice lady, he's just not really noticing that she might like him. I mean, we didn't think uh, Makoto was malicious in the first like three, four episodes. Oh man, I'm just saying, That's- man. He he had me fooled for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like like I, said, I, I just thought he was dumb. Turntables. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying. Ruka may be smarter than we think, and the, I'm the worst to thing, accept that. Yeah, yeah, the worst thing we can assume is that he's dumber than he is, right? But let's let's stop talking about Ruka and instead talk about Haruka, right? So after the intro plays, still with the bad music. Uh, we cut to a scene where Haruka finally comes back to the house. She apparently stayed at an after party after golfing with some old people, which <laughs> I want footage of that just because I'm morbidly curious. Like, Dude. why, how, what happens? I want to see like her a swing. Competition, too. I, I want to see her swing the three wood, man. Like, it sounds like she's really good at golf, too. Like, I want to see this stuff. Why aren't we seeing her swinging golf clubs? Yeah. yeah, I want to see her do the golf come on there you go it sounded um, cool yeah on the green question mark she also stopped by her apartment to grab some extra stuff so she's carrying a lot of stuff with her right and uh after she leaves to go to her room to put away everything they stop on this long shot of ruka just kind of like he's like he's looking at the table very longingly and it mm. was weird it it felt very contrived like the editors being like get the shot in there he's he's longing yeah and he, and shohei's just like dude dude say something to her he's pining but yeah let, let me ask you hold on you said something there robert so do you say haruka went to her apartment so she she has a secondary place of residence at the same time as staying at terrace house i mean they all li- well, some of them live near or in tokyo right okay yeah interesting yeah mm. i so i've actually heard rumor that the residents of this season of Terrace House are only there three days out of the week to shoot. No shit. Oh. Yeah. I don't know all the facts to that, but that's, I've seen it thrown around and huh. I wouldn't not believe it. Huh. Well, the cameras, it has- the cameras come a few times, a few days of the week. They're not there 24. The other four days they are shooting adult films. Yep. <laughs> Gosh. Good God. Yeah. So, so far though, I do have to say like, it's been very like with everyone's schedules have been very convenient that we've been able to have like, most everyone in the house at the same time mm. that's true like, yeah usually uh so like at least a resident or two are uh out of the house on the trips or whatever huh. business right. trips what i hope that rumor's not true that make me kind of sad about terrace house to be honest with you yeah. like i want them living there man the magic would be gone yeah yeah it's not really living together is it i'm pretend i didn't hear that got him yeah <laughs> uh but then we cut to the girls room where haruka catches up with uh risiko and kaori and they kind of go over risiko's date again with ruka again just cementing the fact yeah risiko definitely had fun on that date right and she thinks that ruka is that one guy in the house that's easiest for her to talk to mm. haruka adds on and says for her that's kenny yes and that's when they kind of talk a little bit about the guitar lesson and how they're like, oh, Kenny said that Haruka was really cute while she was mm. doing the guitar lesson. So mm. I don't know. I'm Dude, it's going all the it's everyone's going in all these different directions, yeah. man. And nobody's kind of like syncing up just yet. Well, because right now we have a triangle between Kenny, Kaori and Haruka. Yep. And then there's mm. Shohei off in the corner trying to get Kaori. And then just another triangle with Ruka, who wants Haruka, but also Risako wants Ruka. Is that about I right? Just wa- I just want to go on record here that yes. I called a triangle between Kenny and those two ladies. Mm. It's on the record. It's on the internet. Just saying. <sighs> two two triangles and a line. That's okay. Listen, have. I want all you commenters to talk mad shit about Jack. Got him. Go. That's fine. Just no reason. Why? Just because he was right. Just because he was right. <laughs> How was dare like, you be right? <laughs> How dare you? It was a pure guess. It was just. It was just a guess. But uh, as lucky guess. But I wonder about Kauri and her feelings towards Shohei. I don't get the strong sense that she that there's a lot of chemistry there. But well, I do. We do already have those scenes that we already discussed with Kauri and Kenny. You know, and yeah, Haruka's got her eyes on Kenny too. So I, I don't know. I mean, like uh, Tori Chan said this episode, Shohei's stock went up with cooking, right? I mean, yes. they could only go up after a temporary incident. 
Yeah, because Sephiro is the all-time low. Like he he said some stupid shit there. Yeah, he didn't help mm. himself. He didn't do himself any favors. There. I but, did. I but, did notice in the in the flashback to that though, like how quick like Cowrie laughed at that, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that was like a haha, oh yeah, or like a wow, you just said that kind of laugh. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, like a nervous laugh. Right. So here in the panel, I just want to highlight that scene where you apparently Tori is still very uh, smitten with Ruka. Yes. And yes. all Yama had to do was say, just imagine me if it were me who thought plain was an ingredient. And she, then Tori makes this choice face where she's just like, yeah. oh, yeah. Like, would it be cute? <laughs> like, she is under Ruka's spell. And yeah. I think mm-hmm. Ruka is, uh, you know, he's, char- he's charming in, in his own certain special way. He For has sure. certainly charmed some some of the ladies on the panel. And I uh, can't wait for that charm to shatter. I think I, oh I think I, I think it's a bubble that is going to pop. And I don't know why, but I get a I just get a I get a feeling we don't know everything about him yet. Yes. Like you keep saying, Robert. Yeah, I, we're going to learn. I I feel like we have a lot to learn about Ruka yet. He's there's a dark side in him and I want to see it. We can't um, help but keep talking about him is the thing too. So yeah, yeah. yeah it, but, well, that, that, again, that just the producers picked a hell of a cast. Definitely mm-hmm. an interesting cast this time Ruka, Ruka sure. having a dark side would be one of the coolest fucking things that could ever happen this season. I think. Right. But if he was just straight up evil, it's kind of like with know, Yui. Yeah, dark Ruka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like with Yui for the longest time, I wouldn't have thought of her to be the shit stirrer that is the sock incident. But mm-hmm. that yeah. happened. That's why with um, Yama, I want him to be a dog. Same. So are we, are we just gonna have an episode where like some shit goes down and then Ruka just like comes out and he just starts maniacally laughing? <laughs> You've all oh fallen God. into my <laughs> trap. <laughs> the He's Detective Palpatine. Conan movie was the first step <laughs> in my sixty-seven step plan yes. toward your downfall. Wow! Uh, but after the panel, we see that scene with Shohei getting his, his uh, interior job back. Uh, from mm-hmm. there, we go to the living room and kitchen-ish area where Risiko is wearing an Ozfest slash Iron Maiden shirt playing that's literally cut in half and then stitched back together yeah dude like, dude people even know used, what either of those things are dude people used to get beat up when I was in school for wearing those kind of clothes now it's like super in fashion now it's like you're like the bleeding Skate edge wear. of fashion yeah wearing she old probably I'm not joking she probably bought that at somewhere like a forever 21 dude you, yeah, I know like they have like rain and blood by slayers like in a hot pink video <laughs> like it's so like edgy. crazy man um, it wasn't like that when I was in high school, kids. I'm just saying you would get no, you get a wedgie. No, no, no. Not even when I was in high school. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she's playing with a Kodama. Shohei's in the kitchen cooking. And they stop to talk about how Ruka is apparently super sick now all of a sudden. Um, and Risiko actually offers like, I'm going to bring him some fruit. I'm going to help him out. I'm going to nurse him back Apples. to health a bit. Um, this was super the, sweet of the, her. The impression I've gotten from a consuming a lot of Japanese media is that apples is very much like the go-to for like, oh, someone's sick, like apples, like mm. sliced apples. Or orange. Is it like the equivalent of chicken soup for us? Kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, soup. it's not It's not like the warm, like like he eat, eats um, kongi, which I guess is kind of more... It looks like a porridge almost. Yeah, it's like yeah, a rice porridge. It, it's rice it's porridge. like a rice porridge. So yeah. that would be more like the chicken soup. But like apples are good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the I, I love... apple a day keeps the doctor away. But I'm already sick. Whatever. I'm just trying to treat you. <laughs> Please let me near. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Risiko brings, she delivers the goods uh, to Ruka. Gives him some of the fruit. Gives him some of the kongi. She, I think, is alluding to the fact that it's another plain food and she's like oh do you like it is there enough seasoning for you or is it too plain kind of thing and i'm like that's that's pretty good sorry there's there's no plain in this plain my favorite flavor can i get some plain in this (laughs) well i mean he talks we kind of skipped over it too but he does talk about haruka i did want to point this out where he's like i can't drink i not i won't or i don't like it but i can't drink coffee i can't drink Mm. soda i'm like this guy is a living grandma like he can't handle coffee, and so it's like too much for him. Like, yeah, I can't do coffee. I can't do soda. 
I mean, I can't do soda, but fuck if I don't love coffee. No, I wonder what it is. Is it the caffeine or is it just the taste? I, I feel like with him, it would be the taste. He definitely Dude, pl- seems like the type that would have the palate of like a fucking 12 year old. Plain is a flavor to this man. <laughs> he just want if they made plain soda, that would work. Can I get can I get my bread plain sandwich soda. extra plain, please? please. Yeah, I feel like he's the he's the type of guy that would go to like he's like the equivalent here of someone going to a Japanese restaurant here and ordering chicken tenders. Yeah, but no, that, that conversation though he he sounded fucked up. Yeah, he, he was sounded sick. sick. He's, he he was definitely sick. Right. That conversation with Haruka happens later on in the episode, um, so we didn't like skip over it or anything. Oh, okay, word, word. Yeah, but yeah, he's definitely very sick, and it's to the point where Risiko is like, "I know you need meds, you need drugs," and she actually just goes to a store. She just leaves the house, damn, and gets medicine and a thermometer in, in the middle of like dinner too. Yeah, like, like she missed out on. The house dinner and and like when wow. she i just want to point this out when she finally sits down to actually have dinner she talks about like oh she is starving right so she went mm. out on this walk to get drugs mm. for this boy while very hungry she that didn't have to do that dedication. yeah yeah it is and this is where like she really kind of stole my heart here like she was super just supportive and really cared for him really empathized with him wanted to make him comfortable I mean, wow. Like, do you think that, do you think this was enhanced by maybe like her own personal feelings for him? You think she would have done this for pretty much anybody? Was she, is she kind of like the house mom in a way, or is it, would she only do this for Ruka, you think? I think, I think part of it is definitely her feelings for him. Um, yeah, I, I would say it's kind of the motherliness, though, because she's also a fitness trainer, right? So I think she knows a thing or two mm. about just, like, nursing people to health or, like, what you mm, need to do yeah. to beat the cold yeah. real quick, right? Mm. Like, she she asked him, like, what's your average temperature like? like, And he's like, I don't know. Am I supposed to know that? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think part of it is just, like, she has the knowledge, but also she has a little bit of the feelings. And she bought, okay, the, therm- so she like- bought the thermometer, too, right? Yeah, she bought it. Dang. Pain. I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna confess something. So the part where the 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 thermometer happens, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know she, you're gonna she, say. <laughs> we knew that she, like he was getting his his temperature taken, <laughs> and I was like, "Where is the fucking thermometer?" You, you don't see it anywhere. <laughs> no, no, you don't. You don't I, fucking dude, see. It. I was like, I was like, because here it's like you put the thermometer in your mouth. That's it. You yeah. get the temperature. No. Orally. You what? heathens, you do not put the thermometer. You put it in your armpit. Yeah, your no. armpit. No. It was what? in his armpit. No, that's what he did. But um, yeah. what we're saying is like normally here in the States, at least, at least where I was raised, you put yeah. it in your mouth. You put it in your mouth. You know, mm-hmm. so when you someone says. You put that shit in your mouth. Yeah, you do. What do you <laughs> say? My my household, you <laughs> stick that in your armpit. That We never did the armpit ever. Yeah, yeah, we almost never did the armpit. There were two places. I, I, don't, I, don't, maybe I don't, don't care if I'm outnumbered. Y'all are weird. <laughs> the point being is, I thought that fucking thermometer was in his ass. That's what I'm getting at. Right. Right. Which yeah, is. I, don't, I, was, I was wondering too, because I was like, where is this thermometer he keeps talking about? He's obviously talking. I was like, sitting there. Be the, like, there's no way it's in his ass, because there's no way. Like, I was like, they I was went like, out of their way. I was like, damn it. <laughs> Did he just put that thermometer straight up his ass, like right in front of her? Like, that's what I was like, there's no fucking way. They're already very intimate with each other. (laughs) Dude, I'm with you. I'm with you. You just hear like a really muffled beep. And I was like, I was kind of like waiting with quietly with bated breath, and then he pulls it out of his shirt. I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. So, Daly, you've never put a thermometer in your mouth. I feel really stupid now, but no, I I don't. You don't, you never not, put them on your mouth. Not until I moved in with my boyfriend Zach, wow. and he was like, "You put it in your mouth," and I'm like, "What? Mm-hmm. Okay. No." Because <laughs> Zach is in the same room as you, and he's hearing this out of context, uh, right? Now. <laughs> you put it in your mouth, and I'm like, "What? You no." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, things are, get, things are getting a little too hot here. You're, you're gonna get, uh, a, yeah, you're gonna get an earful of that later. We got a, we got a fever running here. Yikes! And the only cure oh is God. thermometer in the mouth. Oh, dying! Robert, uh, where do you put your thermometer, I, man? I put it in my armpit. Really? Yes. Thank you, Robert. The mm-hmm. best Thank way you. to do it is to have those fancy ones that go in your ear, and you just like pull the trigger real quick, and then take. Yeah, it. yeah, that's the that's best money, one. though. Yeah, right. That's like yeah. that's some doctor that shit for sure. Yeah. 
Um, but while Risa goes nursing Ruka, right, uh, in the kitchen, Shohei, Kenny, and Haruka are eating there, and it's kind of a little awkward. It's just them being like, yeah, this is good. Mm. Yeah, this is great. Mm. And then Haruka starts asking more pointed questions towards Shohei. Definitely hates him, for sure. I don't think they're going to be friends when they leave. No, no. no I don't think um, so. It's it's ruined. Yeah, but mm. she asks Shohei, oh, so why are you going out with Cowdy? And he's like, I don't know. I'm interested in her. And then she's like, Oh, like love? Do you love him? Because when you do you love her? Because when you say stuff like that, I would think that you love her. It's just like that's such a weird way to ask. Do you like this person? It was she a like, weird uh, interaction for sure. Yeah, she will I don't... stand no ambiguity for anything. She's <laughs> like, everything has to be super clear cut. You're either doing this or you're not. Hmm. Well, I think I think part of it too is just like. I think she has a disposition towards towards uh, Shohei just because of that that interaction that they had before. A negative disposition. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think she just doesn't. It's kind of left this negative impression of him in her head. So yeah, that that way, sure. like as soon as they start interacting with each other, she's already off on the wrong foot. Yeah. Um, let's see. The rest of the scene is basically Risiko going down to get the dinner, uh, and then she tells everyone that Ruka had a dream and that's kind of a I didn't think about that but that's kind of you know like now everyone in the house knows right and as at the it's at that little, moment Ruka yeah. doesn't know they know yeah it was it was literally everyone but Ruka yeah <laughs> so that's that's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out um but then after everyone leaves it's just Shohei and Risiko at the table now and this is where Risiko is laying out the whole maybe Ruka might be a player. He unawarely says things that would make girls fawn over him. And so they think he's probably mm. broken a few hearts in his yes. day. And I, I want that to be true, and I want him to be a dog. Yes. As uh, Yama whispered to the sound guy. Dog. <laughs> he's yeah. a dog. Please be it. I agree. I want that. Yes. Bad. Uh, and then we cut to the other side of town in Sanganjaya, where uh, Shohei and Kaori are at this Osaka diner where it's the place that Shohei wanted to bring Kaori. Like, it's this place he's wanted to visit after his long stint away from Japan. Um, and he's drinking a green tea highball, which I've never seen before, but I really I want either. one now. Because it looks very like, green. It looks like a green beer, like St. Patty's green beer. But yeah, yeah, but it had ice in it. Yeah. So it was like, what is this? See, I looked at that. I put ice in beer. I looked at that, and I was like, no thanks. Give me a regular beer like Kaori had. Mm. Just different strokes, I guess. Right. But yeah, this conversation, it, it's pretty muted. I'd, I'd like to imagine that there's a lot more conversation that happens and they just gave us the like the important bits, I guess. Um, but essentially, they kind of make pl like vague plans of, oh, there's another bar we should go to sometime. Right. Mm. Um, Kaori says she's never had Tamago Kake rice, which I guess is wild for Tamago Japanese. Tamago Kake Gohan. Yeah. Is so have have any of you guys had that? Yes. I'm guessing no. it's just egg and rice, raw egg on top of rice. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you like you like good. mix it it's up so it gets good. very fluffy. Sounded mm. like she didn't like that. People put soy sauce on it, maybe. Yeah, that was, was weird. So that, no soy that sauce. That was on very rice. a point of contention. It was like it was like pure rice only mm -hmm. in her household. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a little weird. Uh, Shohei's see. like I, I like to mix it up every time I'm getting the sense that Shohei just does not like routine whatsoever he will like, do he whatever does, he goes out of his way to just avoid doing the same thing no matter what also yeah. while we're talking about him real quick I noticed it happens a couple times this episode where when somebody he takes compliments in a weird way like when people were were um, commenting his food usually you're just like oh thanks i'm glad you like it he's like no i can tell you like it by the way you're eating it yeah it's great isn't it like yeah. and then also also when um Cowrie was complimenting or saying that you know it's nice to have him around uh you know he like just goes double down on it. he's just like yeah it's a good thing i'm here right like i'm the best one in the house <laughs> yeah. or whatever like, aren't you, aren't you glad i'm here yeah aren't you glad i'm here yeah like bro bro slow slow down holy crap you're, you're happy i exist yeah, yeah it's like he needs he needs that affirmation of you need me right i'm useful in your life it was annoying. Yeah, it's it's like it's like almost like uh, he's trying to create like a rapport with other housemates, but they're not taking it that way. Mm. Mm. And yeah. and now he and he, because of that, because he's not reading the room, he's just coming across as an ass, dude. Right? It, you know what? The more we examine this, I mean, this just reeks of insecurity to me. Yes, insecure, and we keep that keeps coming yeah. up in the show. 
Just insecure. Yes, He's insecure. I agree. Don't know what for, except I do know what for. Got him. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> but, Fucking got him. Damn, yeah, that's serious. Yeah, Kaori says the reason that she actually was leaning on Shohei a bit is that she is a little bit overwhelmed and stressed out mm -hmm. about living with mm -hmm. a bunch of people in this house, right? Like, that's mm -hmm. something that's pretty new mm -hmm. to her. She said she cried on the third day. Not expected to hear that. That was yeah. a surprise. Yeah, I, that was interesting. I appreciated the honesty, though, mm -hmm. because, like, you never really think about, like, what what kind of pressure does that put on a person? Like, I can't imagine how I would deal with that pressure of, like, knowing that, you know, any mistake that I make not only is going to be witnessed by my housemates, but everyone that's watching this show. Yep. And everything you do and say is going to also be seen at the same time you're living in that house, too. You know, there's so you like have no react. secrets there. Yeah, there's like yeah. like all the walls have ears in this house. And it's yeah, only a matter that's, of time. That's the thing. I don't think no matter no matter what they do to make the show more comfortable and things like that, people are always going to be hyper aware that they're being filmed unless it was just like some uh, sort of hidden I... camera show. Um, and so in that sense, we're never going to see how these people truly, truly live. Right. Which is fine. I'd, I'd rather them have that sense of privacy. Right. With a, mm, as much right. as we're seeing of their pseudo private lives, right? It does feel a little bit voyeuristic. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess it was just nice to see Kauri isn't this infallible goddess, this yeah. bulwark of, you know. She is a goddess, though. She is a she's, goddess, but she's, she's also human. still human. <laughs> yeah, she's still human, yes. right? Which is yeah, nice yeah. to see. She's a mortal goddess. Whereas with Shohei, he's just a big ass grandstander, definitely out of insecurity. Because the last bit they have here in this conversation is like, how are we asked, hey, so why did you ask me out? And Shohei, he started off fine. He was just like, oh, I just wanted to get to know you more. Should have yeah. stopped there. Mm -hmm. But yeah. then he goes on and says, if you didn't say yes, I would have gone home. Bullshit. It's like, dude, Boy. dude, stop. Yeah, dude, I'm like, first of all, you're you're putting, first of all, that's that's shitty to say. Secondly, you're putting that on someone. Yeah. It's almost like you borderline abusive in a way. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. If you didn't say yes, I would have left this. I would, you know, this one reason I came to Japan to live in this house, I would have left it if you said no. That's, that's very manipulative. Yeah, I want to yeah. get a little, I want to just get a little less serious. But I just want to ask, did, I just want to ask Table, did anyone get romantic vibes from Kaori's side? Because I sure didn't get any no. at all. Not romantic. I think she's They're, nice and very, they could be good friends. Yeah, I feel like especially friends. after he said that comment about like I would have just left, I feel like after that in her head, she would kind of like flip the switch and it was kind of just a front after that. Yeah. But that's the mm. thing. Kaori, I think she's one of those people that would be a great podcast host, right? Because she can talk to anyone and get interesting stuff out of them and still be very personable to them. You know, just make a very mm -hmm. comfortable vibe, essentially. Mm. And, right. and that's kind of what I felt here. You know, she's like the epitome of being secure and Shohei's like. The total opposite. Antithesis. Like, antithesis. The opposite. Yeah. Antithesis. Do you think that's that's why he's drawn to her? Not. I mean, not to be oh. cliche about the whole opposites attract thing, but like, do you think that because she is so rooted, as, grounded, secure as a person, maybe he's hoping that being around her will kind of like he'll get some of that residually? Isn't it ironic that that's like the most insecure thing you could do is hope to leech someone else's security as your own? See now, dude. Now we're just like the more, the more and more I think about this, the more it's like red flag, red flag, red flag. Now because now I'm starting to think he's definitely like the codependent type too in a relationship. Oh, mm. we'll see. Yeah, man. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird we'll with Shohei. But now we're, we're throwing we're out a lot of theories lot. right now. Yeah, this yeah. this is a lot. Because we're doing a lot of speculation. Because at the same really time, here, at the same time though, he's taking the mentor role with Ruka. He's helping him out. He's encouraging him. He's being a yeah. good big brother there. So it's he's he's very complicated. Person. Yeah, let's let's actually jump to that scene because we're almost at the end here, right? So it's like the next day or something. Some time has passed, I assume. Maybe I don't know. Editing's weird. Um, we're in the kitchen with Shohei, Ruka, and Haruka, right? And this is the scene where Ruka and Haruka are working on the dishes and they talk about coffee and tea. Um, and then Haruka kind of just lays out there, oh man, I need to go pick up my heavy guitar from Harajuku and it's so heavy uh, <laughs> and it's in a hard, heavy case. God, I wish I didn't yeah. have to carry this heavy thing. 
just throwing it out there. Yeah. And it was and then we come to see the guitar. I mean, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but it's not that bad. No. It was it's, it's really like not. a she, normal guitar case. Yeah, she jokes about it later. It's like, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought it would be, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, Ruka picks up on it and is like, then let me come pick you up. It's very assertive, which I kind of mm. didn't expect from him, but it's just like, Same. hey, let me come pick you up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we don't get to figure out if he's gonna uh, make a move or not. Yeah. Man, like, uh, okay, so uh, here's the thing. This entire scene kind of made me think of like, am I watching a high school drama right now? Because every, every moment, yeah, every moment Ruka is kind of like interacting with Hadika. You see Shohei kind of look up from his computer Dude, like with yeah. a sly like, hey. little smile. It's, hey. totally, it's totally like Emilio Estevez in Breakfast Club. Yes. <laughs> like, like it's it's just so funny, those reactions. And he's just kind of sitting there at the table. Shohei is just listening to how ridiculous it is when Ruka's talking about how he can't drink coffee and soda and stuff. It's like, what is what is this yeah. world? We're, what is this interaction we're witnessing? But uh, I could see it play out with anyone else besides Ruka, where he's like, I'll pick you up. Oh, do you have any other plans? Like, he could easily, like, parlay this into, like, a date, which is what Shohei was hoping yeah. would happen. Like, oh, well, maybe well, since we're out... It, we should get dinner or we should get lunch or mm-hmm. go for a walk. Hey, I know this nice place on the way back. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Though. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just I, I really hope it doesn't choke. Please don't choke. Yeah, we'll have to see. Right. Because, you know, Shohei immediately asks, why didn't you just ask her out after Ruka leaves and, or Haruka leaves? And then Ruka says, please have patience with me. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way he very formally said that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I, I still feel like it's a front. I'm full on on the theory that Ruka is a dog. Yeah, we'll I see. feel like maybe he can. Maybe he can be both. Maybe he can a pure dog. be kind of a, a pure dog. Like, he's, a pure he's not dog. <laughs> meaning to do it or, like, it's not sinking in that he's being very callous with people's emotions and he's just caught up in... He's too embarrassed to acknowledge it in the first place. Yeah, I I don't know. I f- I feel like we've been we've been speculating pretty hard on these these guys. So I like I mean we've been trying to find red flags and stuff and kind of digging those out, especially with Shohei. But I mean we don't really know until we know, I guess. Well, we get to see red face at least. That's a um, red flag. On, on, yeah, he on, wore the yeah. red shirt with the red car. Yeah, got a red but- face. Like he was, it was just red all over, right? Because you know, after because of the last scene with the panel, we pretty much talked about a lot of the same stuff they already did. Uh, and this final shot we get is in Yoyogi in Tokyo, right? And it's just Ruka getting out of a car he definitely does not belong in, <laughs> just in general. <laughs> like that's just it not jagged. that's not it his nice. car. We know it looked nice. Yeah, it did. Uh, matching the car, like Jack said, red and everything. And he's just kind of standing there for a while. It's a very long shot of just him kind of. <laughs> bumbling and then uh the camera focuses long focus we see how to go walking the music swells yes. it's a moment I their like, eyes it took him a while for like she was waving for a good minute before <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was like oh yeah that's her, that's her. Yeah, oh yeah weird. i should wave too hey hello hi um, and then he I, and then he thought to himself after thinking for a while it's kind of like it reminded me of when like like the Pentagon was telling Bush that 9-11 was happening. He just sat there for a while and didn't know like what to do. But this yeah. is like Ruka. He's like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then he like decides to walk towards her. Grab the guitar, dude. Help her out. Carry well, it. And she was, she was smiling. She was glad to see him. Yeah. And he does grab the guitar. He carries it for her. Very nice. Because it's a very heavy guitar. You know, it's just such sure. a gentlemanly thing to do to carry something like that. Um, <laughs> I wrote in my notes uh, after he puts the guitar in the car and uh he's about to you know get ready to drive away he says and i quote i'll pull out so you can get in at which point i audibly said and then wrote that's what she said way to go thanks see here's here's the thing you're not allowed to not like being called the creepy uncle tears house podcast when you say something like that it's one or the other <laughs> that's all i'm saying uh Daily is for done. the nth time. <laughs> this will be my last episode of Tadaima Terrace podcast. The same, uh, but then then they they're both in the car and it drives off into the sunset. The cloudy cloudiness. The, the concrete yeah. jungle. Yeah. And and I was like, shit, man, because there's one thing that Terrace House is good at. It's setting up a pretty good cliffhanger, leaving you hanging. Mm. It's like fuck. Will he say, hey, are you hungry? Do you want to get something to eat? Or will he just be awkwardly quiet on the rest of the drive? So that's good. Next time yeah. on Terrace House. Good question. Predictions, though. 
I think his face is going to get so red that Haruka is the one that has to be to initiate conversation. And then it goes from there. She oh, won. Okay. All right. I That's way better than my theory. I'm going to go with that. Okay. <laughs> my theory is that he doesn't do shit, but Haruka asks him out. Yeah. Yeah. Because his I, face is red and she's like, oh, I think okay? she's like, like very happy that be... he offered to pick her up. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be in the sense where it's just like, I'm hungry. Let's like just stop by somewhere. And then maybe we'll have the reverse situation as to what's happening with Ruka and Risiko. And he's going to take that as meaning, oh, this means that she really likes me whereas she's just like I just wanted something to eat yeah and she's really <laughs> got her eyes seems realistic. on Kenny right mm. yeah okay yeah I yeah. see all these possibilities yeah I don't know we're, Do we're you, at this weird point where like the first dates have happened and I kind of feel well not all of them because we haven't seen yeah. Kenny and Haruka right yeah but, I'm waiting for that one I hope that's next episode please mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. It, it better be next episode but I'm at this point where I'm still feeling like as much as we've seen some pathways being lane, things could still go anywhere. Yeah. So I don't know. The possibilities are endless. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm just I'm just curious as to how how these people are going to get along with each other. I I wonder if we get a moment where Haruka and Shohei actually (laughs) Haruka and (laughs) Shohei actually sit down and have a conversation, you know, instead of it being. And ending with them being at each other's necks, really. Their interactions Hi. so far have been kind of unsatisfying. Mm. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I'm sorry, I'm talking about Kenny and Shohei. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was uh, those internal dialogue I was having there. Kenny and Shohei right now, they don't seem to be like jiving so much on the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. There might think, be some. Uh, I think that stemmed from the Tempura incident. I think at that point, yeah. Kenny was just kind of like, "Oh, this clearly we think differently." Yeah. yeah. Even Agreed though I feel like. Wouldn't it kind of make sense for Kenny to get along? Because he also does drawing on the side. Right? <clears throat> so, like, he's also I mean, a, a dual skilled boy. I, yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get in the weeds with this. Dual but I think, thing. like, a lot of people have hobbies and stuff. But it's like, what do you want to do to... How do you want to make money? Like, you have to dedicate mm. yourself to that whole whole, th- whole hog. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, Kenny wanted to make merch off his drawing. So, that... I mean, I would say yeah. that's, a, that's a, a step higher than hobby, right? Yeah, 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 for but, sure, for sure. Yeah. But no, if uh, there's anything, I'd be, these have been a pretty darn eventful, like, first three episodes, though. Like, there's, yeah. there's oh, stuff yeah. happening. Wheels are turning. <clears throat> it's full you of know, stuff, People yeah. are building yeah. relationships. People are ignoring each other. <laughs> like, there's a lot to talk about here, which is crazy. And these episodes are long, too. They're, like, we're already starting with, like, the 40-minute, 37-minute episodes, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but... I say let's wrap up our episode this week. Uh, so right. that, yes, that should do it for this week. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please don't spoil anything for us. But if you want to let us know your thoughts on our thoughts, please email any and all of those things to us at questions at terracehousepodcast.com. Uh, you can catch us next Tuesday with another episode of Tadaima. We're going to cover episode four of Tokyo 20. Uh, and I can't, honestly, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see how wrong we all are, probably. Yes. I, I know. I, I like yeah. being proven wrong by yeah, this please. show. Please I like being surprised. Yeah. And then, well, I'm going to go watch this right now. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, but that that's about it for us. This has been Tadaima. Thanks for listening. Itadakimasu. Follow us on Instagram at Tadimagram, on Twitter at Tadimapod, and check out our YouTube channel, Facebook group, and brand new Discord server, all linked in the show notes.